Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. This is a very special Man of the Post. We are in the middle of our uh, coronavirus, uh, pretty much lockdown. It is the 20th of March, so we thought we'd do a little bit different as there's no football to report on. So, with me this week... We're not in the middle. We are at the very beginning. You think so? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Technically, I'm in the middle. Technically, you could still be in the very beginning as well. We could be going on for quite some time. (laughs) Does that mean China's at the end, or...? Near enough the middle. China's at the bit. You know where you think the baddies died in the movie, and then they come back a second time. <laughs> come back to life. Yeah, like an hour and twenty minutes in. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. It's like Kathy Bates in Misery. Uh, right. Okay. So we've got Scott and we've got Adam and we've got Emma. So we're doing something a little bit different. We've got no actual football to report on. So we're going to be looking back at uh, sort of important football events and games of the past. Um, and we are starting in uh, Spain back in 2011. So Rome had the year of four emperors. Uh, Spain had the month of four classicos. Um, so between the 16th of April and the 3rd of May, there was a classico paid in the league. There was a Copa del Rey final. Uh, there was a Champions League semi-final. Um, played over two legs. Um, there were four games in 17 days. The only previous occurrence of this was in 1916 when there were four games in 21 days. Um, Emma, presumably you were there for most of this, if not all. Uh, no, actually, I was living in Paris. We, really? so I wasn't there for any of it. <laughs> so we're covering a, a Spanish. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it four ga- four games in eighteen days? I'm not saying that you've got it. It was four games in eighteen days. Eighteen. Yeah, okay, so we, you didn't and have to come back for that last day, did you? Ironically, the best classico was the one that was played before that, which was five 0 <laughs> Barcelona in the probably the greatest football display, display of all time. No, no, well, no. That's the, that is the lead up to this whole situation, right? Because that's <laughs> why that's why the league classico has so much on it. It just had we just had the five 0 Yes, so in November the previous year, um there had been uh Jose's first classico because this was of course Mourinho's first season and as Real Madrid yeah. manager having um uh, taken um, taken into Milan to the treble the previous treble, season. Yeah. yeah, and also for Real Madrid, quite importantly as well, this is their first season without either Guti or Raul as well. So there was sort of certain sea changes there going out. Um, presumably this is the time before he'd actually fallen out with anybody at uh, Real Madrid. So is this pre-Casillas fallout? This must yeah, Casillas is, yeah. is still a pal. And of course, if we, go, if we look at Barcelona, their manager is... Pep Guardiola at this time and if we go back even further back to 2007-2008 Mourinho is turned down for the Barcelona job in favour of Pep Guardiola so this has got some history to it hasn't it Emma? Mm. Excellent thank you. Didn't really work out for um, Jose too much did it? Especially not these classicals really (laughs) although he did win a cup final I guess. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, look, we deal with them chronologically. Then. I don't, just, just on that that issue a little bit with Mourinho, Chris. There's a whole, there's a, a, almost an entire book dedicated to it by jo, by Jonathan Wilson that sort of suggests that that whole being rejected for the Barcelona job is the nexus of what's poisoned the the Mourinho well over the last decade. Okay, so really? this is our fault. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more proud. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's fair to say there's a bit of history. But of course, these used to be friends, didn't they, Scott? Because uh, Pep played at a time when Mourinho uh, was working as a translator uh, and maybe other bits and bobs. At... Don't call him the translator. <laughs> oh, translator. <laughs> yeah, translator. yeah so, so they were friends at some point, weren't they, Scott? They were, and now they're they were enemies for two and a half weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, and Barcelona. Of also, course... also, can I say, Mourinho's last season with Inter is a hurtful one because he won the treble, and he beat Roma to the title on the final day, and Roma were three points ahead of him with three games to go. Okay. But in this context, we all hate him. Still hurt. We all hate him. Still hurt. Um, and of course, in the season before, uh, this was the season when uh, Inter Milan. Did Barcelona in the Champions League thanks to the help of the volcano, and uh, this would also have been yeah. fucking volcano. This <laughs> he, he they shit housed their way in in the second leg when PK had that goal disallowed. Yeah, um... for no reason. Far would have given that goal. <laughs> they would. <laughs> the season before this isn't the season. The season this is a... the same. Inter... It's the same final interseason, right? No, I'm trying so to. It's 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 inter final interseason. He won the treble, so. Yeah, isn't that the one where he beat Barcelona on route? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, at the Camp Nou and yeah. running up the pitch, and they turned on the sprinklers. Yes, and Barcelona having 534 passes and Inter having like 70. And Sorry, yeah. I just, I just, I, maybe I got confused. I thought Chris had collated the time lags, but I think that was my mistake. No, no, no. I've, I'm, I'm basically basing this on some sort of goal Lazio <laughs> episode. Obviously, doing it incredibly well. Um, but this was also. <laughs> This is also That's the Sergio Busquets uh, semi-final. Well, this is also the one where um, Mourinho was in Pep's ear as Pep was giving instructions to Zlatan, wasn't he? Zlatan wasn't listening. It didn't matter. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fair to say, Emma, that when Mourinho arrived at Real Madrid in the summer of 2011, it wasn't the most popular appointments in Catalonia, was it? No, because, you know, he was seen as crossing the divide and people aren't allowed to do that. Or they shouldn't do that. Was it really? But I don't think we we really cared in the end because he was a translator. It's not like he was, you know, the greatest next football prodigy. Also, do you also mean 2010 and not 2011? Yes, sorry, 2010. 2010. Sorry, I did. Uh, it is confusing. Calendar years like, are terrible. I like, I like how Emma's now following the company line and calling him the translator. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think he's very. If we can only be, be factual, I think it's very clear, right, that, that he's not the, the translator, as it were, that he was he was more than that. And that can be played out exactly like you said, by sort of his friendship with yeah. Guardiola isn't because of his ability to translate. <laughs> <laughs> because Guardiola was getting nothing out of that, right? I imagine it was all he had. It was clearly clearly the other things that he brought to that were were recognised by by Pep there. Um I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that he was seen as having so much as having crossed the divide, but I do know that sort of, like you said, Christopher, how he would have been 
uh, unpopular in Catalonia. He was basically seen as a a conquering hero in in uh, in Madrid because he was essentially that one. He was essentially that season's Galactico, right? Because he can't sign a Galactico player, go sign what was considered the best manager in the world at the time. He just won the Champions League, and that's the thing that was, I think, was the biggest takeaway is that he just won the Champions League. But where did where? Did, Anyone remember where Inter won that Champions League? Bernabeu. In the Bernabeu. So he was, it's not that he won it in the Bernabeu, but it's, it was actually that he stopped Barcelona from winning it in the Bernabeu, which I think it, it, very much the history of this rivalry is if you can stop them doing it, that's as good as doing <laughs> something good yourself. It's going to go a long way. <laughs> so before, yeah, so uh, he's the manager, um, and we get to November, and it's a, a Clásico, so it's 5 0 to um, Barcelona, isn't it, Emma? Were you there? Where did you mmm then? Yeah. What? <laughs> you forget. You went 5 0 mmm. <laughs> Sorry. It was just remembering how good it was. It was like mmm. I'm sat on a very comfy chair. Um... Yeah, they, call, they call it the poker, don't they? Do they? I was not there, by the way. No. Okay, you're yes. still in Paris. Sorry. Yes, I was working. I had a real job then. <laughs> proper one we have to turn yeah. up Monday to Friday every day yeah, yeah eight, to, 8 till 4 or 9 till 5 I had to work 18 hours a day so I had a real job oh you work for the council as well like me <laughs> yes Chris that's my work you don't want 18 hours a week <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so you must have presumed yeah, you so wanted it was to... 5-0 and yeah. it was perfect 5-0 messy hat trick is that the messy hat trick game uh yeah, didn't Davi score as well? I think didn't Iniesta or Xavi score as well? Uh, we can Google this. Okay, yeah. well you can Google, but over the course of the season, Barcelona are top of the league, aren't they, Emma? And they um yes, they're quite comfy top of the league, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was all pretty. Yeah, it was all pretty comfortable. They okay. weren't much of a challenge. And what were the noises coming out of? Do you remember what sort of was coming out of the burn about the time back? Sort of the reaction when they lost that game was it? You know, we'll get our revenge, or was it we were robbed? Probably. No, they definitely weren't robbed at any point in that game. There was nothing controversial about it. There was no. They were just they were just beaten by the world's best team. Okay. We're talking, sorry, we're talking about the five nil game here. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think essentially this was, yeah, like Emma said, they were just. They were completely outclassed. Mourinho failed to set his team up. I remember, I can remember the game and seeing some of the disjointed. Uh, there was a he'd set Madrid up in this really low block, and Barcelona were just playing with the, knocking the ball around for fun. And I, I got this vivid memory of Ronaldo trying to press on his own and beckoning his teammates to come up with him. And just that wasn't what Mourinho had set them up to do. He'd been just outclassed from beginning to end yeah and I don't think I don't remember him um, I don't remember his reaction after the game I don't I suppose he blamed somebody because he always does it's never himself so <laughs> in case probably you're probably Meza Ozil in case you're wondering wasn't he? the probability was probably about 50-50 but Sergio Ramos was sent off in that game yes yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> he was sent off. 
Okay, so in the build-up to the first Clasico of uh, this 18 days then, so this is the one in the league on the 16th of April, so this was pretty much Madrid's last chance to catch um, Barcelona, wasn't it? They needed the, the victory from this. Um, Mark had criticised Barcelona players in the build-up to this game because uh, there's photos of them holding up their palms to sort of signify the 5-0 the win. Um, La manita. Is that again, sorry? La manita. What does that mean? The hand, I guess. Oh my god! <laughs> well, no, I mean, is, uh, uh, well, no, I think, is, is that the thing that means a goal for every finger? Yeah. Well, apart from you being cool. Yeah, because about eight fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew what it meant. It was just for these guys. You having to explain it for them? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I know exactly well, what that is. If you could just explain it for everyone else, that would be great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll just go write it down in the corner. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so building up to the first game then. So this is the league game then. Um, this finished 1-1 thanks to two penalties, wasn't it? So it was... Uh, uh, I'm not going to say his name without you laughing at me. Raul Albiol. Raul Albiol. Him. Raul Albiol. Raul Albiol. Raul. Very good. Okay. Sent on David Villa and Messi scored the penalty. Yeah, so it was sort of arms around his next stuff, wasn't it? literally grabbed him by the neck and pulled him down. And a very casual messy penalty. He tipped it. He kicked. It wasn't so much a penenka. He just sort of kicked it gently above a, where sort of a diving Casillas was. who nearly got Casillas, his hands yeah. to it. Um, and then in the second half, Ramadre got a penalty with a Danny Alves foul on Marcelo. I, I've watched that back a couple of times today and I can't see Danny Alves touching the ball at all there. No, do you see Marcelo's celebration as soon as he got yeah. out? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was, quite... good, that was a good penalty by Ronaldo as well. Yeah, that wasn't getting saved, was uh, it? No. Um, yeah, and the players' reaction, of course, after the referee gave the penalty, was of course players surrounding the referee and all that sort of thing. Um, so... You mean the classic thing that people do abroad? <laughs> not in England. <laughs> uh, you said that, not me. I never said that. <laughs> Mike Lowen said he'd never seen a reaction like it. There's a lot of things he hasn't seen before. <laughs> Mike Lowen, who has played in a game in 2002, also thinks that diving is an English problem as well. Yeah, bearing in mind that penalty won against Argentina in 1998. <laughs> no, 1998. 1998, France 98, that was. No. Yes, yeah, that penalty against Argentina was France 98. I think you're confused. The penalty is in 2002, the game in Japan. The goal he scores is in is in uh, against yes, Argentina yeah. in ninety eight. That's where he comes off the bench. There was, there was a penalty in the England game in ninety eight. The 98, penalty David Beckham scores is against, where we win one nil. Was against Argentina in two thousand and two in the group stages in Yokohama. I'm sure he won a penalty that Shearer took as well. Anyway, that's not you even can talk about this what after we're talking about. This quiz is going to be great on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 that's right, honestly. No. 2002! <laughs> You've got a window into this quiz now, haven't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, so build up to the. So, um, uh, so Barcelona are pretty much already assured of the league as they move up towards the first uh, leg of the Champions League game at the Barnabao. So they won the league eventually uh, by four points, but they were outscored in goals, weren't they, by Real Madrid? 102 goals, goals Real Madrid scored, didn't they, that season? That's the real prize. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you win the league. So, well, Mourinho, you do traditionally win it by scoring goals, yeah. So, Mourinho football ten years ago, they actually scored quite a lot of goals. Yeah, this is Spain. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> probably... Madrid. Barcelona plays. Barcelona plays when it's Leicester. No, 
Uh, okay, yes, yeah, so, um, and the build-up to the first leg of the Champions League game, um, uh, Pep? There was the Copa del Rey there was, final. Yeah, there was the Copa del Rey final four days after the league game. Oh, I've got my games in the wrong way around. Yes, there was, you're right. Yeah. Okay. And you're still in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Still uh, this, there. Was this, this was... game played at the Mastaya? It was. Yes. I got that bit right. Uh, okay, yeah, so the build-up to that game, um, in which it went to extra time, didn't it? Uh, Real Madrid beat Barcelona 1-0, thanks to a 103rd-minute goal by Cristiano Ronaldo, so... Um... Hell of a header. Hell of I think you'll find it was the 104th minute, but never mind. <laughs> was... You're going to be a was nightmare my... on Sunday, aren't you? <laughs> was, mine, was mine and Emma's favourite rapper goalkeeper playing in goal for Barcelona? Yes, Pinto. He was, yeah. Pinto. Yeah. With his fantastic locks. Oh, he had he had sort of like Rio Ferdinand, David James esque dreads, didn't he? Sort of. He did. Yeah. Uh, Underrated. Yeah. And what? Sorry. Underrated. He wasn't all. He was wrong. <laughs> I have to say he was a Barcelona for a very long time, and only played thirty games. He was a high. Yeah, he had the one, easiest job in the world. Yeah. It was like the Pepe Reina job for Spain. Yes, Spain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he got to sit on the bench, whereas Pepe Reina didn't, did he? Pepe Reina wasn't even sort of second choice. No, Pepe Reina's job was just to be a, be a prankster, putting Barcelona shirts on Cesc Fabregas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so Pinto was in goal. Um, Ramos uh, earlier on wanted a penalty for handball. Um also in the first half, Ronaldo had a shot off the line from a Mesut Ozil long ball. Uh, Pepe hit the post as well, didn't he, with a rather scrimmy header. That was a hell of a cross, can't remember who it was, but he powered that header onto the post. Um, second half, Barcelona sort of came out their shell a bit. Pedro hit the side netting. Uh, Messi had a shot that sort of went high and wide. Uh, Pedro scored, but it was offside, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Messi had a run past about four or five players, and his through ball, Pedro was um, stupidly offside, I think, wasn't he? Yes, very. Yeah, there's no way you should have been from that position. So you, you were watching this in Paris, were you? Yes. Okay. And what was your build-up like to this? I think we can assume that Emma's always in Paris. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> I'm trying to set some background to this. Okay. It's an 18-day period and Emma was in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come home. No, it was just in Paris. So are you watching this or are you working? Uh, no, I watched it. Um, yeah. It, that broke uh, Guardiola's undefeated streak against them. I think it was the first time he ever lost in a final as well. Was there like a chink of um, he's not invincible after all about this after the game? Yeah, because, you know, up until that point, he'd been pretty much perfect. Yeah. So. I don't remember you guys saying that after three games when he'd been lost. <laughs> yeah, lost you know. Numancia. Was it Numancia? Yeah, that oh, was. Well, <laughs> But then he showed us all how perfect he was. Because <laughs> we had some patience. <laughs> Not an awful lot. No. Um, I think that was the Copa del Rey as well, where Sergio Ramos dropped the trophy under the bus. Absolutely it was. The best thing about this, the best oh, thing about this game happened well after. Yeah, the game was pretty rubbish, but that was the best thing that happened to that cup ever. And the best thing about it is this is the kind of thing, exactly the kind of thing that wouldn't happen in England because there's no way that we would have a, a open top bus parade at 1am in the morning. <laughs> that's because that's the subject, right? isn't it? They, 
they flew back and had an open top bus break they got off the plane they do it every time yeah yeah that's fine i've got no problem with it i'm a big fan but that that's why that's kind of shit there's no way the fa the fa cup is ending up under a under a lorry we're more reserved than those foreign types aren't we <sighs> to our fault <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. Um, you need some craziness in your life. I watched that. I I watched that classico in a walkabout in Covent Garden that no longer exists. Why? What did you do then? No walkabout. <laughs> walkabout doesn't isn't around. Walkabout doesn't exist. The pub no, doesn't exist. The chain of pubs are obsolete. Is it? I don't know if it's obsolete, <laughs> but they're very very. There's very few of them anymore, and that one certainly is not there. Oh, it's like walkabouts. When do they go? <laughs> it sounds like this. It sounds the like last time you were supposed to be wearing a walkabout was at least one. 15 years ago. Yeah, you're probably like 2007, LA. You are absolutely spot on because it was my friend Stag doing. We were in Nuki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're dead right. Uh, okay, yeah. So it was, a, it was a one-two between Di Maria and Marcelo, who's cross hits Ronaldo uh, with Ronaldo header. So yeah, it's one of those hanging headers he does, wasn't it? Mm. So yeah. The one he scored not so long, like the one he scored not so long um, for Juventus. Yeah, it was, it was their first copper uh, since 1993, which was not something I'd expect. This is the same. Yeah, we win it all the time. Yeah, because yeah. Real Madrid lost it in their centenary year, which they were picked to win. Isn't this because? Uh... Didn't this sort of period start ramping up this just absolute uh, not dominance because you obviously were already dominating, but it was sort of like every like every the sort of partisanship makes it even more important. So you both teams went from not really caring about the Copa del Rey to well, we still don't care about it, but we're not going to if we if Real Madrid are going to win it, we need to win it instead. Yeah. And, Whereas um, ten, 10 years ago, you were like, oh, Real Madrid won the, won the Copa del Rey, isn't that cute? <laughs> no, like, I want it. I want to win it all. No, and then, yeah, we need everything. So, yeah, I mean, the whole period of that time must have been incredibly intense. And it makes you wonder if that was, like, Celta Vigo or something that Barcelona are playing in the final. Would they have rested players or...? I don't know, because I think that would still have wanted to win the treble. Yeah. So... But they still play Pinto in goals. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know it that much. <laughs> yeah. I did check it out and um, Valdez was on the bench. Yeah, we have a tradition of playing the reserve goalkeeper in the Covdale Road. And you play him all the way through to the final. You don't sort of get to the final yep. and think, we better put someone good in goal. Yes, we're not Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> oh, excellent. That was no need. <laughs> didn't think we were going to get Jürgen Klopp to give today, but I <laughs> No need for that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to apologise, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> He's not even sorry. Okay, right. So after the game, uh, you know, you got uh, like you say, we've got Sergio Ramos uh, dropping the trophy, the first one for three years as well. A um, couple of quotes after that game. So Jose Mourinho said, "We can take them on over two games. We have proved that." Um... That worked well. <laughs> so this is sorry, sorry. Just before you said, this is the game where. If I remember rightly, right, where he's he's now started deploying Pepe in midfield is just a nuisance. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah a destroyer. So Pepe is just and that'll that'll work really well for him in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he said we we've um, 
we've we've proved we can take them on over two games as he's obviously looking forward to the next sort of Champions League games that come across. Uh, and then he also said it came to change the mentality of the club. And I did kind of wonder what World Cup winning players Sergio Ramos and Ike Casillas would have made of that comment. But Ronaldo said he's given us a winning spirit. So, you know, maybe not as barbed a comment as you'd imagine. But I would have thought that as a player that's recently won the Euros and the World Cup, you might sort of look at that and think, I've already got the mentality. Wasn't the basis of that Spain winning team Barcelona, though? Yeah, wasn't the DNA <laughs> wrinkled with Barcelona? I mean, I, mean, I get your point, Chris. I do get your point. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah you know, Iniesta, Xavi... Oh, I know, OK. It wouldn't have just been Ramos and... It wouldn't have just been Ramos I mean, and I mean, Casillas in the final, would it? I think at that point, it probably would have just been Ramos. And... It would have been. <laughs> Chabby yeah. Alonso yeah. there at that point. Yeah. yeah, Chabby Alonso, yeah. So you're yeah. looking like five, five to six to three. Okay. They were outnumbered, Chris. I think they were probably outnumbered, but, you know, it wasn't like a bunch of chumps turning up, was it? I get, what, I get what you're saying, but you're not talking, like... They also had... I'm trying to think back to what that, that team was, right? So... Okay, here's the, here's the 2010 also, World Cup squad. Uh, what, uh, Ozil, Kadira. Um, you've got the son of Diara there, uh, Zabi Alonso. Um, you've got Adebayor. Adebayor was there. Yeah, Adebayor went on loan. Higuain. This, this is 2010, Chris. You're looking back at this with the Heinz, or 2011, sorry. You need to look back at this and think what was 2011 Angel Di Maria like? Um, a lightweight right winger, I believe, is the answer. Maybe okay. I'm just, I'm just looking at the, two, I'm just looking at the Spain team for the 2010 World Cup. So you got Casillas, Sergio Ramos, uh, blah, 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 and Zabi Lonza. Yeah, okay, you're right. So there's three, three players there. I just assumed there'll be more. Um, Why? <laughs> well, because Madrid are a good team, or you know, they they got good. I don't know. Thought they would. And they weren't that good. No, fine. <laughs> As we're about to see, move on to the next game. As we move on to the next game, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next <laughs> so game. Finish your quote. Finish your quotes. Let's so yeah. talk about a winning mentality. Yeah, so Marina Kane said, I've come here to give him a winning mentality. And Ronaldo said, yeah, he's actually given us that winning mentality. So, okay. So the build-up into <laughs> the um, to the first leg of the semi-final then, which would have been played at the Bernabeu. Um, Pep's... Uh, all, Pep accidentally said after the Shakhtar game uh, we're already in the final um, and I think that sort of quote came back to uh, not haunting but people sort of gurged that quote up when it was discovered that they were playing Real Madrid in the in the semi-final um, and Ronaldo said he who lasts last, lasts longest obviously did uh, you really say that? I've got it written in quotation marks oh well then it must be true yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Um, and also Sidlow said that Spain can hardly contain itself. So I know you weren't in Spain at that time, as you've already told me, but... <laughs> Do I need to tell you again? <laughs> um, I don't know what the... So, what does the other 18 teams in La Liga and all the lower league teams, what are fans of that... What are fans of all them make of it? Do they sort of... this whole thing sort of bypass them by or are they just as interested as Barcelona and Real Madrid fans? No, I think they're interested. Um... Emma, Emma, my understanding is right that maybe it's not completely, but to an extent, these people will support their local team, but they 
they they also know either Real Madrid or Barcelona, Barcelona too. Or at least have strong preferences. So when there's yeah. a when there is a when there's a classical one, they are supporting a team. Yeah, that does happen in some yeah. cases. Yeah. Okay. Especially in the lower divisions. Okay. Um... Not so much if you're like Valencia or Atletico Madrid, but obviously Atletico Madrid fans would much rather we won than. Well, yeah. So, so even <laughs> every every Atletico, every Qatar every fan, every every other Madrid club is wanting a Barcelona victory, yeah. right? Yeah. So Marco, Marco were already critical of Barcelona for the players holding up that five thing, uh, El Hando or whatever you said earlier. Um, and what is that? Spanish is a hand, for God's sake! Scott. Is, I'll tell you what that is, Scott. The name of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Spanish for hand. Right. And also, yes. And then there was the uh, Pep's comment <laughs> after... You have to put in brackets, Spanish for hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Pep, Pep's comment after the quarterfinal, you know, we're already in the uh, we're already in the final. Uh, so Marco was sort of quite... Um, uh, they're quite angry at sort of some of the stuff coming out of the Barcelona camp. Well, they would be. They're a Madrid-based paper. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, before that, um, there's some suggestions before the first leg. There's some suggestions that maybe Jose had got to Pep. Uh, Guillaume Balaguer was talking about how Pep used to go to the gym every day for two hours or so to sort of get his mind and body in shape. He'd stopped doing that, um, and he felt there was this need to constantly win and personally feud with Mourinho, um, and it, it sort of had an effect on him. So uh, Balaguer says uh, the constant friction made it difficult to make the right decisions. So it was getting very personal between the two of them at this time, wasn't it? I mean, how many wrong decisions did Guardiola make? I don't think it affected him that much, did it? Really? Is this uh, the beginning of the end of, of, of Pep, though, at Barcelona? No. No. That's not at all. I mean, there's a theory. You need a whole. You need a whole presidential change for that, don't you? <laughs> you do, yeah. Sorry, Adam. You're going to say something. Oh, and you were, yes. Emma. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say that. <laughs> I think there is evidence that it clearly affects him. I was trying to save this for the next game because it actually, but I suppose it it comes in sort of comes in between the two because there's the quite famous sort of Guardiola blow up between these two semi-finals when he walks into the pre-match press conference for the final, mm. the the final press conference and starts. I I, I think it, what is it something like he starts off by talking about how. Uh, Mr. Mourinho he likes can... to call me Pep. Mr. Mourinho likes to call me Pep, so I will call him Jose, and then starts going on. And I think he ends it with something like, "He can do whatever he wants." And, um, Mourinho is the fucking chief, the fucking boss. I don't have to, yeah. I don't have to play him here or something like that. Essentially, saying his whole game is played in the press conferences, but we're going to beat you on the pitch. Essentially, and I can't remember if it's in um, Graham Hunter's. Barcelona book or whether it is in Fear or Loathing in La Liga by Sid Lowe. it could be in both of them I believe that the assertion is that he walks back into the Barcelona hotel to a standing ovation from his players at that point because they're like, they uh, appreciate sort of what their manager's got done for them there but that's not normal pet behaviour right so that's clearly a sign that something is yeah I think you know he's, he was a bit more agitated <laughs> Scott, you got your hand up. I was going to say, it's not like Pep to do that. Just look at uh, Anfield earlier in the season. Twice. 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 Oh, is he here? Is that him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but, 
I wish the thing about he looks about twenty years younger. What the <laughs> fuck has happened to that man? Well, I also was gonna say I do do think uh, seeing a picture of Pep when he first started for Barcelona and a picture of him during that time, just like three and a half years later, it did take its toll on him. You could see his. It's like, it's like it's like it's like watching the photos of Obama from the beginning of his presidency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think because it meant so much to him. Yeah, because he's a, a product of La Masia. And... Yeah, and he's a Catalan, and it it represented everything about him, him and his family, and it was he was intertwined he, with it that he put. And he's got a personality disorder. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he put everything that he had into it. The man can't switch off. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so there's some sort of, like Adam was saying, there's some um, suggestion that his sort of pre-match motivation to the squad was to, he used to play things. So he used to play um, messages from Eric Abidal to the team when Eric Abidal was going yeah, through his treatment. going through his cancer treatment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was a suggestion here that uh, as a motivational tool before the game, Je- um, Pep played a Jose Mourinho press conference where he accused Pep of constantly moaning uh, as his motivational tool. <laughs> Uh, so the lineups of the two teams. So um, Madrid team was quite interesting. So in centre backs they've got uh, Ramos and uh, Albiol, and then they've got a midfield three of Xabi Alonso, um, Pepe, as we said, and uh, strangely wearing number ten, Lasana Diara. Uh, and I think that was pretty much just to absorb all the attacks that Barcelona sort of or absorb the sort of possession, wasn't it? No, you're Destroy. making a play. Destroy. Destroy. <laughs> For causing nuisance, two destroyers and a very gifted technical playmaker. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, we've all watched. It was, the... Yeah, it was go kick people <laughs> and get into Ronaldo as quickly as possible. Yes, get into the channels, get into Ronaldo and Di Maria up top. Yeah, so um, uh, it was. It, I mean, we've all watched the highlights of this today. It was pretty much Real Madrid letting Barcelona have the ball and Barcelona try and get into the goal and the only real chance I can remember the first half is the through ball that uh, it was Iniesta played to um, Zabi yes Javi, yeah. which Casillas had to save but until then yes they were getting crosses into the area but nothing really seemed to be troubling Casillas did it Real Madrid were literally kicking 10 bells out of Barcelona at that point uh, yes yeah um I can't remember a single Real Madrid chance in the first half. It, like you said, it was very reminiscent of sort of Jose doing what he thought worked when he deployed it as Inter Milan when he went to when he went to Camp Nou, but forgetting that he actually lost that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they qualified, but they did lose that yeah. game. So it's nearly at half time. Um, although uh, one team ended up with less players, not that it affected them much because Pinto, the substitute, he got picked up a red card for slapping Arbeloa on the touchline as yes, the team he walked did. off. <laughs> is he a hero? Of course he is. <laughs> okay, freedom uh, fighter. <laughs> one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. <laughs> uh, so to come back on the second half, uh, Mourinho makes a substitution. So he takes off Mesut Özil and puts on Emmanuel Adebayor. Um, the plan to keep fouling Lionel Messi doesn't quite work because uh, Pepe gets sent <laughs> off. Um, that and... was a horrible challenge. That was vile. Yeah. 
and then and then his protestations after like I didn't touch him, I didn't touch him. It was he on, almost um, broke him in half. <laughs> it was on Danny Al it was on Danny Alves, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, Adaboyor, Adaboyor could have been sent off about three times, and so can Last Diara for a horrible challenge on um, Sedu Keita. Well, Mourinho was also sent off to the touchline, wasn't he? He was uh, yes. sent to the stands. Uh, Ramos was booked for a foul on Messi and missed the second leg. Um, so we come to the 76th minute when uh, crossed by Stoke legend Ibrahim Afalai uh, into the six yard box, um, found Lino Messi uh, ahead of the diving defender, yeah. and he took it away, didn't he? Kind of just flicked it in. Yeah. PSV legends, not PSV legends. <laughs> uh, and so, so we just fast forward to the second goal, just in its all its glory. Well, look, okay, yeah, I was going to say he, Peter Drury did the ITV commentary for this, uh, and we're about to talk about my favourite goal ever and my favourite piece of commentary ever. I absolutely love this. So we're about. In the centre circle, just outside the centre circle, Sergio Busquets literally just stops and gives the ball to Messi, lays the ball off to Messi, uh, who dribbles past... Well, let's leave it to the man himself. So this is Peter Drury's commentary. Um, now here's Messi, away from two, three, four. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. How good is he? A supernatural goal. It was absolutely magical, this goal. Um, Scott, you got your hand up. <coughs> Have you got the... Not his best. Not his best commentary. <laughs> <laughs> But at least involve Barcelona still. True. That is one of my. I'm with you, Chris. That's one of my favourite goals ever. Just, I just love Busquets' simplicity of just stopping still. Yeah. Just going. No, nah, no, nah, mate. Messi, this is all yours. This is all your glory. Just do it. You can. You can. You've got all the time in the world just to glide past the Real Madrid players and just slot it. Comfortably by Casillas, but he completely wrong footed. I mean, he, he oh, the only way I can sort of say it is he glided past um, those players, and it was his wrong foot, it was his right foot, and he completely yeah, wrong footed. Foot yeah, uh, Casillas. This actually brought a lump to my throat. This goal did. It was just that it's good. Perfect, isn't it? It's yeah, just wonderful to watch. And, and it's not my favourite goal. No, yours is Athletic Madrid goal, isn't it? No, Athletic Athletic Bilbao. I thought. I thought. Could have been maybe the Getafe goal when he did a copy of Maradona. He punched it. That is good. <laughs> Doesn't that one lose something because it's Getafe though? <laughs> <laughs> the Bilbao goal it, it's pretty similar to that one though, isn't it? But he's doing it from a standing start, and yeah. he just ran past like five of them, like they weren't there. It, it's perfect. I think aesthetically, the goals are perfect. They give you goosebumps when yeah. you watch them. Mm. Aesthetically, I think I just, I just for some reason just felt. I think the commentary as well because um, Drury says sort of after he scores, he says just how good is he? It's as if he's sort of not quite believing what he's seeing as well, and he's he's not so much sort of he's asking himself, he's asking that question of himself, he's asking his question, he's sort of asking out loud how good is he? he just doesn't quite know himself how good that goal was. It's a wonderful piece of commentary. So it's wasn't... Not to that question either. No, no, just ten years later, how good is he? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Wasn't that his like his fiftieth goal of the season, his tenth Champions League goal of the season? Yeah, and yeah, it was, was definitely to make it over fifty. Yeah, and just a season later, he hit eighty in a in a season. Yeah, he got ninety-one goals in a calendar year. Don't confuse Chris with calendar years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot all about that. So, Emma, you were, you were watching this that in the new camp, January you? the first. <laughs> you watched this game in the new camp, did you? 
No, Chris, I was in Paris. I was working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you were in Paris. Um, did you watch the? Were you working or did you watch the game? I watched the game. Okay, and what was your? <laughs> I had the night off on purpose. Okay, what was your feelings watching this? <laughs> Some sort of virus from biting the head off of a bat or something in China you got. Um, so, yeah, go on. What, what was your feelings watching this during the course of the game? Um, it was incredible, wasn't it? it I mean, <laughs> that goal. I mean, I've watched Messi a lot, like, all of his career. I've, I've watched him live, home and away, millions of times. But I've never seen anything like that before. It was incredible. Um, and yeah, after that Mourinho quote, uh, so, oh yeah, we'll definitely, we can we can take them over two legs. And we just thought, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> and yeah, we were we were quite unhappy with the way they went about the game of just deciding well what we're going to do is just kick the shit out of everybody on that pitch who's not wearing a Real Madrid shirt which, it was just violence would you like some fouls. would you like some stats well I was going to say would you like some stats I got this from the UEFA website earlier on so uh, it was quite a very tight game so Real Madrid 6 shots and 3 on target Barcelona 5 shots and 3 on target as well Real Madrid 21 fouls um, Barcelona 25 According to the... <gasps> Mic drop. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did get both clubs were reported to UEFA for it for disciplinary dirty sods. reasons. Dirty Catalans. Which, yeah, like you said, I mean, maybe... did we have anybody sent off? Did we? Well, should, no, we should you have done? Is probably well, the... we did. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. Well, it count. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't actually on the field and playing. So statistically, there was only one team trying to play football in that game. Which one won, Chris? <laughs> the the, you should know this. The statistic that always matters is the scoreline. That's true. That's very true. Uh, post post game, um, Xavi led the applause as Pep walked into the changing rooms. Um, and as you can imagine, Jose Mourinho complained about the red card and said Pep had the referee on his side uh, and. If Real Madrid to win, were win the Champions League the way that Barcelona were doing it, Mourinho would be quote unquote embarrassed. Mm, yeah, Alex Ferguson definitely thought that in the final, didn't he? Sure. <laughs> he was uh, mega embarrassed. Yeah, so not the best of losers, as you would expect. Um, anything Bit sour, the... isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's not changed much, has he? No. Hang <laughs> his on. Anything on that fouls statistic, though, guys? Because, I mean, maybe Real Madrid's fouls are more memorable, but or worse, but they they, they didn't have as many. Yeah, not, but... Not, not all fouls are more equal, right? No. That's and a lot say. of fouls in that game were given against uh, Barcelona players for not making any contact on Real Madrid players who were throwing themselves to the floor. Was it just Real Madrid players doing that? Sergio Busquets That's was also it. on that pitch. <laughs> Always gives a nice impartial view on that. I, <laughs> I mean, that was at the height of Sergio Busquets dropping to the floor and putting his hands on his face and running around for 15 minutes <laughs> so, as if he'd been shot. Shall we ask Thiago Mott for that? that team, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore. He's, a, he's grown up. Oh, he's a responsible sure. adult now. Sure. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, right. As we move towards the second leg, um, <laughs> back at uh, or, uh, the Camp Nou, um, it rained. Um, what? What? Now, so, so, sorry. Just as we're moving to that that final game now, so I think this is definitely in fear of moving in the league. But you said about that those articles from Sid, Sid Lowe about sort of the jubilance in Spain. I think that by the time we got to this fourth game, there was a fatigue, right, and yeah. sort of the. Mm mental draining now, I think the sort of the the amount of poison that had been going around obviously like I, like we said we talked about Pep, Pep's Pep press conference already but sort of they uh, they were they were ready for it to be over with Wasn't Pep, this about... Pep did say that um, you can never write off a team that's won Nine had they won nine European Cups at the time? Eight European Cups? No. Yeah. You can write them off. So he was quite complimentary about them. So this was about a time when there were about nine in the calendar year. And I'm just looking on YouTube now. It was August 2011 where the iPoke was on Tita Villanova. So it was, you're right, it was particularly toxic at this point in time. Yes. Um, This is kind of the height of the modern-day rivalry. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, that, it was very rainy this night. I mean, I've just been looking at the highlights earlier. Do you know, Chris, I was in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> What's Paris like in the springtime? Was it rainy? <laughs> yeah, actually it is. Uh, and Jose Mourinho was absent. He'd got a touchline ban, um, but he preferred to watch from a hotel rather than in the stands because he didn't want to be too close to uh, any Barcelona fans that might say hurtful words to him. Oh, no. <laughs> so he chose to watch from the hotel. Uh, okay, so uh, this game oh, ended... Was he really in the laundry basket? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. This game ended at 1-1. Um, so... Uh, can, Barcelona... we talk, can, we, can we talk about uh, the pass for Pedro's goal? Yes, we can. Well, we do. We talk about when we get there. We'll get yeah. there in a second. So, um, Barcelona started off pretty well. So, Busquets had a header from a corner, and it was all Barcelona at this point. So, Messi cuts inside and shoots with a Casillas Sam to make a save. Uh, Messi then drags a shot wide. Um, David Villa has a side foot shot, which again forces Casillas to save. So, this is all Barcelona at this point. Bearing in mind it's Real Madrid that need to get the goals, um, and I think Mourinho still went with that same formation, didn't he? Mm. I remember this game as kind of being the calm after the storm. Okay. Is that it because didn't... of the weather? <laughs> it didn't feel... Um... It didn't feel as pressured watching it as the others did. No. It felt Even there's a Champions League final space riding on it. Yeah, it just felt... We had two away goals. <laughs> um, it just felt more comfortable. There were one, two, three, four... There were five yellow cards in this game. You'll be surprised to hear that four of them went to Real Madrid players. Um, I think they were just tired by that point. Both, yeah. Both teams. So the front four for Real Madrid was Di Maria, um, then it was Kaká, uh, Ronaldo, and Higuain. So they played with the front four, and then you had Diara and Alonso holding, whereas... Um, uh, Barcelona had their three up front, so they would have had Messi, um, Villa, and who would it else it would have been? Pedro. Pedro, yes, it would have been. So yeah, uh, it comes back to the second half, and 
this is before the goal, isn't it? So um, Gonzalo Higuain has a goal disallowed, doesn't he? Which I'm not quite sure why. I don't think anybody's sure why <laughs> to this day. No. So Ronaldo sort of has the ball in his foul. The ball is played to, or the ball somehow finds its way to Higuain because Mascarano can't cut it out, and he sort of finishes past Valdez. Was it, it must have been offside it was given for, but he was never even anywhere near offside, was he? Uh, that's the only... Because there, there was no foul in there, was there? There wasn't... No. I don't remember there being any foul in there. So it must have been for offside, even though he was not even close to being offside. Yeah, and do you think that would have made a, a big difference in the grand scheme of things? So they got one could've away done. goal back. Yeah, it could have made a huge difference, could've, couldn't it? Could have given them some momentum to try and get another one. Yeah. What do you guys think? Maybe, but it didn't really matter in the end, did it? Well, no, <laughs> it, it did matter because it wasn't given. Yeah. <laughs> it could have mattered. It did matter, but it also it, didn't matter at yeah. the same time. <laughs> it can matter. <laughs> and, this, and this was with uh, Higuain up, up front. Yeah. He's not the man you want in a big occasion, is he? No. <sighs> South African batsman. Uh, okay, and then after that, if, uh, only a couple of minutes after that, it is um, Iniesta, the uh, best player of this decade, not Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi or uh, Robert Lewandowski. Uh, he feeds... <laughs> <laughs> he feeds David Villa with a very good through ball, doesn't he, Scott, like you said? Yeah. Uh, well, no, Pedro, not David Villa. It was David Villa. Maybe you're right. Oh no, I've written Pedro. Yes, sorry, Pedro. Uh, yeah, gorgeous <laughs> pass. You're, 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 if you're writing down the right answer yeah. and not reading out, you're the your own worst enemy. Yes. Yeah. See the papers wrong. Well, no, I've written Pedro up top, and then further down, I've written Villa. So it's my fault. Yeah, not the papers. Uh, yeah, God, it's Pedro. They're the same picture, aren't they? <laughs> but your papers. So. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> You, you can't give them sentience and blame the papers. <laughs> They're only well, against them. Once it's down on the paper, it's no longer my responsibility. <laughs> Sound like I'm a, a Daily Mail journalist. This, uh, was a, this was in the high point of Pedro's Barcelona career, wasn't it? Because he's just come off the back of winning six trophies mm. and scoring in, I think, three major finals. This is at a point where me and my me and my best friend genuinely hated Pedro based solely on the fact that he had come in, scored all these goals for Barcelona once once uh, Pepe taken charge, and we had no idea who he was because he was no good at football manager, and that was considered unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mars Jacobson's fault again. That's you know that's like the paper. Yeah. Why wasn't he? If he's going to do that straight away, why wasn't he a wonder kid? Well, exactly. This is, clearly, this is clearly on you, Pedro. <laughs> He scored in the final, did he? Did he score the first Still, goal in the final? Yeah, yeah. him, yeah. Stavrier, Messi. Yeah, he... he I loved David's vehicle, David Villa's goal in yeah, that final. Oh, it's a wonderful goal. Yes. Um, I was there, Chris. I went to that final. I just. <laughs> oh, you went in Paris for that one, then? We'll talk about that yeah, in a minute. I, I was at Wembley. I went to that well, final. Well, the Eurostar, it was easy. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, and then a couple of minutes after, um, Pedro scores, uh, Marcelo scores for Real Madrid but it's all a bit uh, academic by then isn't it um, after the game he's a diving little cheat again Sergio Biscuits <laughs> uh, 
I just hate him, Chris, okay? Just let me have it. He always reminds me of Finley Quay, but, you know, there you go. Um, Pep said, quote, unquote, this has been uh, one of the most beautiful nights I've ever lived after that game. Um, and Avidal returning, uh, he didn't sort of return for this game, he was sort of on the brink of returning, wasn't he? Or he might have been on the bench or something. Yeah. Um, they gave him bumps on the pitch after the he game. Did. Yeah. Uh, and it's the first time in five Classicos there was no red card. Because Sergio Ramos isn't playing. Yeah. Or Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, once they're both banned from a game, it's difficult to yes. get subsequently further banned. Yeah, Ricardo Carvalho came in for um, Sergio Ramos and was booked. Is this the same Pepe who got done for a 10 game ban probably a few years before for kicking the head of a, a Getafe player? He did. Uh, yeah, he was down on the floor. He'd already fouled him and did a really pretty horrible brutal like, challenge like, on him and then kicked him in the head while he was down. I like how Scott fa- phrased that like a question when he already knew the answer. <laughs> Is this the same Pepe? Yes. <laughs> Which... He looks like a real-life version of Mo from The Simpsons now. <laughs> um, or more than David Moyes does. Yeah, so Mourinho was very concerned after the first leg uh, about the state of the referee, and so um, they brought in... Um, I can't remember his name. The bold-headed Italian fella. Colina. Yes, sorry. They brought him in to be the referee's assessor for this game, specifically for Jose Mourinho. Uh, Faust committed in this game, Barcelona 10, Real Madrid 31. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can what, imagine how they how they took it. What was what was that midfield two again for uh, Real Madrid? Was it Lastiara and Xabi Alonso for the second leg? Yes. Second leg, it would have been um, Diara and Alonso. Yes. So who's doing the most kicking out of them two? I think they can both hammer it out between them, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So that is the tale of the four Clasicos in eighteen days. So afterwards, um, Barcelona have won their league and they go to the Champions League final, which Emma couldn't go to because she was in Paris. Um... <laughs> I went to that final. Go on, then tell me about that final briefly. Uh, the the, best, the 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 thing I remember most about it was the post-match uh, quotes by Alex Ferguson, who said that he got taught a footballing lesson by Guardiola and Barcelona that day. <laughs> He called Tic Attacker a roundabout. No, Carousel, didn't he? The Carousel, yeah. No, that was um, that was Michael Carrick. Oh, was it? Sorry, I thought he was talking about Tic Attacker. Michael Carrick, Michael Carrick claims that um, Xavi and Iniesta put him on a passing carousel that it took him 18 months to get out of. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. It was supposed to have affected his form so badly. Wow. <laughs> for they, a period. They really um, didn't know what hit them. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said... I, Ferguson was uh, gushing in his post-match press conference in his sort of his praise for them. Uh, one thing I remember was uh, Michael Owen, I believe, tweeting beforehand, before the game, about how uh, I think cause, because the, in the Premier League had finished early, maybe there'd been sort of like two-week build-up for Manchester United and they'd been... Owen was tweeting about how much they'd been uh, preparing for this in practice and how... He had been uh, he had been doing the David Villa role in training for the like the scout team. I was like, I think people are, it's not quite the same, is it, Michael? <laughs> preparing God, to plan yeah. is preparing to fail. We're big fans of Ferguson because uh, when I think it was when um, 
Real Madrid were first trying to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. He said that he wouldn't sell Real Madrid a virus. That's right. <laughs> and we're huge fans of him for that. And because of how nice he was to us about how well we played. So that game, I think it's Pedro scored first, didn't he? And then when Rooney equalised, didn't he? Rooney equalised, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then Messi, scored. Messi scored and then Villa scored early in the second half. Yes. Yeah. But I know Rooney scored, but that was pretty much a masterclass, wasn't it? That final. Yeah. 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 You, even that goal didn't spoil it. Do you have a preference as the either the 2009 or 2011 or 15 Champions League final? 11, surely. Yeah. Yeah, 11. Yeah. So was this? This was peak. Yeah, this was peak. Pep's Barcelona was it this 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 time? Yeah. Oh yeah, without question. Yeah. I mean, they. His players had basically just won the World Cup. Yeah. They'd won. Was it the Euros before that or after that? We won oh, after that. Yeah. Yeah. They won. Both. Um. Yeah, they were they were the best team. In world football. Yes. Probably so. ever. Arguably. So he only lasted another season, didn't he? Before he went off and became a checkbook manager at Bayern Munich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then there were, there were some stories about... We're, um... we're, we're about five minutes from Chris ending this podcast with the words fraudiola. Bold <laughs> fraud. <laughs> I'm not Ryan, don't worry. That won't happen. Um... There were there were stories that after he left um, Barcelona, that when um, Tito Villanueva was ill and he had to take himself away from Barcelona, he went to have cancer treatment in New York, and Guardiola was still on his sabbatical then. In New um, York, he was in New York, yeah, but uh, he didn't go and visit Villanueva. He didn't go and visit his dying old friend, former Why? assistant. We don't know. I've never found that out. But I know that story is true for a fact. It's very sad. Yeah. Because you can't undo so, that, can you, if you regret it afterwards? Yeah, so he kind of lost a bit of, I don't know, appeal and, you know, good guy persona after that. So what was the season 11-12 like then? I can't remember. Well, we didn't win the Champions League. You didn't win <laughs> the Champions League, no. Right. <laughs> the Fernando Torres goalgasm. <laughs> that was one of the saddest moments of my life. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> and that's also the game where Bojan should have had a goal that or he should have scored. Actually, he did score and it was disallowed in that game. Oh, was it? Which Bar would have given. Uh, it all could have been so different for Bojan. <laughs> Do you know the season before 11 12? Do you know where he was on loan at? Who? It wasn't on Bojan. Bojan. He wasn't, wasn't on loan, Rome. wasn't he? Didn't it? Wasn't it one of those weird sort of? No, he was on loan at Roma. Say it at my yeah, he was at Roma. Yeah, he's on. He's on loan at Roma for the season because Luis Enrico was in charge. Ah, right. That's when they were going for the Barca Roma. Yeah, they were going for the Barca Roma four three three, gong ho attacking football. Are you had the um, you had the ten two aggregate victory over Bayer Leverkusen the following season, didn't you? In that in that season. Oh, Messi scoring five. Yeah. This is, a, this is the words of a man frantically Googling things to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying oh, to... We've had a 10-2 victory. It's just come to me in my head now. <laughs> Do you remember who the final was, Chris? Yeah, I remember who the <laughs> final was. Happened? Yeah. 
Triple Boy where it was. Yeah. So remember Let's all that scene? No. <laughs> no, I do remember. She could get. Um, so yeah, uh, so Pep leaves. Um, is it fair to say he's not been the same manager since? Have you been the same club since? Um, yeah, I mean, we had Vianova and that was part of the same. He just did the same thing with the same players. Then it's all been downhill after that. Because these players are getting old now. And you, can, you can't sustain that forever. Downhill. What happened in 2015? <laughs> yeah. We won the Champions League. But this was, this was... a treble. You won another treble. Yeah. And that is going downhill. Well, it was... is, though, isn't it? You can't sustain the the way we played at that time. Oh, but, you, like, you, but you've correctly identified that Barcelona team as being, if not the best, one of the what? five greatest teams in in the history of world football yeah so that's yeah so yeah yeah it's fair enough to say that being one of the five greatest i'm not not disputing that we're not still good (laughs) but you you can't i think what a lot of um how do i put this um modern fans I don't want to say internet fans because that's not fair. Um, the ones that said nice things I'm to you on going. Twitter. That um, <laughs> <laughs> some of us might be blocked by. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Um, is that they expect that they expect 2011 today? Messi's 33. Yes, yeah, he's so... not the same. He doesn't have Davidio with him. There's Xavi's not there. Uh, Iniesta's not there and the players that are around him aren't as good as they were because they were that was like a once in a lifetime collection of players for us that we're never going to reproduce that again it's going to be very difficult to reproduce how special they were is this peak mythical Barcelona? Because at this time, it was all very much these players are from the Masia. Uh, you famously had mm-hmm. UNICEF on the front of your shirts and Miesen Club and all <laughs> this sort of thing. Um, and you're definitely not that anymore, are you? We are well, really, we're the exact opposite of that now. That couldn't, we're sellouts. That couldn't have been any more Croatian <laughs> than it, it was, right? So that was yeah. sort of, it was peak. That was pure, pure Croatian. Like you said, Youth Academy, Tiki Taka. Possession, like everything about that, and so, and a lot of people, I think, and the, there's never a lot of people are uh, enamoured of Barcelona because of those qualities, but like you said, they're not. They think that they hear about this club with the history and all these sort of things, and just expect that it's always been like that, and they don't, they don't take into account sort of the. Louis van Gaal era. <laughs> well, was the Louis van Gaal era not setting the scene for... Charlie Rexach. <laughs> it seems that Louis van Gaal is what comes before the greatness of them most... <laughs> Look at my... <laughs> just saying, just But um, they don't know... But, but they're sort of the infighting, the the pre Rijkaard sort of... That Barcelona yeah. period where the money was the, being... The players hated each other. Money's money's being wasted all over the place. There's yep. the club's being run in, in disarray, and it's not until um, oh, I can't even remember his name. 
what's the name of the president who comes in and appoints Laporta. Um, Laporta. Laporta. Yeah. It's not until Laporta comes in and sort of turns it around that we get anywhere near where we we are now, right? But those are things that these, as you want to politely put the modern fans, appreciate. Yeah, and of course, uh, Laporta's uh, tenure ended in with embezzling a lot of money from the club. Um, well, that's good. At least, at least Andrew Rizal didn't do anything like that. No, he didn't at all end up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have made a welcome return to those uh, times with the players infighting and spending a lot of money on some players that we don't really need. It's a cyclical thing, so you know maybe it'll come back, but it won't. Because that's, that's not just that's just not who we were. That was just a three-year period in isolation. Do you think that now you dub, that you have a dub, the double problem? We have these modern fans that expect there to be this sort of churn of talent coming out of La Masia. You have to be playing this perfect tiki-taka football, but also you're now more even more so than you were in 2008 one of the sort of economic powerhouses of, of European football and can go and spend hundreds of millions of euros on players like Coutinho and Dembele and so you, you marry those two things and surely this should be a club that's invincible in their eyes yeah um, but that's not reality no that's just that's that's playing football on FIFA or playing football manager it's it's not real life it's not there's so many factors to why these things don't work and we don't we don't we have the players in La Masia we I mean Alenia's come through there he's great but couldn't get a look in because of the way things are at the moment uh, Ansu Fati he's come through La Masia so we're still producing this talent. Um, Perez, who we sold to Roma. Um, he's great, by the way. Please look after him. We want <coughs> him back one day. <laughs> <laughs> we still have the talent. We just don't have uh, the structures in place to to use it the way that we did. Um, because that success that we had for those three three years, five years, if you count the Vienna years, uh, and then Luis Enrique, who also won the Champions League, etc. That that they've just coasted on that and not prepared for now, ten years later, when Messi's thirty three and he, he can't run like he used to. And, you know, Iniesta's retired, Puyol's retired. Well, Iniesta hasn't retired. I like to think that he has because I don't... <laughs> it makes me feel sad to think about him somewhere else. <laughs> we haven't replaced those guys. And it's, it's not possible to replace them to the same level as those guys. But they didn't think about the future. They just They just saw current success and thought, well, it doesn't need to be fixed. No, no plan needs to be put in place because this is all fine. We're still winning, and it's it's a really short-sighted, blinkered view of of how a business essentially needs to be run. How many former players? Uh, I mean, a lot of them obviously still playing, but you got Abby Dowd who's involved with the club. What's Carlos Puel up to these days? He is an agent. 
Okay, so he's not involved in the club. They have asked him, and he has politely declined because he doesn't like the state of the boardroom. Okay. So it's not like we're going to get a, a huge influx of sort of... Like, is it Ajax where a lot of the players have gone in, like Van der Sar and people like that, and they're sort of recruiting players in that sort of same way that they played before? Can you see something similar mm-hmm. at Barcelona? Well, when we have our presidential elections, the candidate Victor Font wants to bring in Xavi as manager. When's that? Now. Now we get back to Caribbean things. Arguing, (laughs) fighting, bordering. The the elections are in 2021. So if he wins, the theory is that he will bring in Xavi as manager. So Xavi, 4 3 3. Three, one holding midfielder and two five foot five midgets who are technically <laughs> Can you do that? The I mean, and a 35-year-old Messi. I mean, Pe- <laughs> yeah. Pepe ha- Pep hasn't won um, the Champions League since he was with Barcelona. So is he still chasing that dream of playing the way he did in 2011? It can't be done anymore? Or, you know, if they bring back all these former players after they've retired to sort of play tic-a-tac 4-3-3, is it going to work or is it time gone? I don't know if his time's gone because I think realistically with the way things were before everything got cancelled it was probably his best chance of winning the Champions League Okay um, but, but also Pep doesn't doesn't quite play Tiki-Taka in the same like, Yeah, they don't, Manchester City don't play in the same way The style's evolved, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I guess he's had to evolve for the Premier League as well because Yes your game's totally different to ours as I keep getting told all of the time. <laughs> See, I was starting to, my worry is that she, that she started to target these at us because she's not on Twitter anymore, so who's telling her? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be us. So I'm starting to take it personally. I do even think there and think, have I said stuff like this to her in the past? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, I... What have I, I stupidly said? <laughs> I've been told it recently. <laughs> uh, Not okay. by present company. Fair enough. Right, we're going to have to bring this to a wrap, unfortunately. So um, I'll leave this last word with you then, Emma. So uh, seeing as you're the Barcelona fan, is this your was this your favourite time as a Barcelona fan? I mean, can you remember the win in 92? Or you obviously remember 2006 and 2015 finals? I don't really remember 92. No? Okay. But I went to 2006. Yeah. Um, because it was in Paris. It was in Paris, was wasn't it? Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been rude not to. Uh, yeah, 2009 as well. So what was your, is this your favourite era as a Barcelona fan? It, yeah, it was my favourite season. It was my favourite treble. It was my favourite... I can have a favourite treble. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is there even any other clubs you can have a favourite treble? Celtic. Celtic, yeah. Ah, okay. Rangers. Has that's, you, that's it. Yeah. Has, has Celtic are close enough at uh, our point where they're close to be able to having a favourite nine in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a favourite treble. Oh, that's good that you got a favourite treble. This, this was your favourite time as a Barca <laughs> fan, was it? Yeah, because you knew at the time that it was special yeah. and it wasn't it was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Did it feel that? And or did was... you think this could be the start of something? No. You you kind of knew that it was going to be a finite period. It wasn't It wasn't going to be the start of, like, a 
10 year you know stretch of perfect dominance in a treble every year he knew it was special yeah cool okay right brilliant guys right thank you so much for joining us for this i think as the um present situation continues i think maybe we do something similar next week maybe scott can adam's pick this week maybe scott or emma can pick a, a subject for next week i wonder what scott's going to choose um <laughs> well we did dm each other about a certain topic but it's a bit too niche for the other two yeah how do you both want to discuss the 1993 playoff <laughs> for to get into the premier league between swindon and leicester <laughs> that'd be a no then <laughs> okay, a... i'm busy that day yeah. Yeah. Okay. i can do a quiz though <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one I've, or the other. <laughs> I've, I've got one, but I'll talk to you guys off air. All right, no worries. Right, uh, Scott, if people want to follow you on Twitter and talk to you about this, how do they do that? Uh, at Scott underscore Munro. Adam, how do they do it to you? Uh, Adam, I say 101. And Emma, they can't do it to you. No, they better not. <laughs> okay, we are at Man of the Post on Twitter and on Instagram. You can like us on Facebook as well. Um, we're recording a quiz on Sunday, so hopefully you'll be able to hear that uh, as it moves seamlessly and perfectly from one round to the next. Um, if you like me here, you can uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We, we appreciate everything that we get on there. So you can download us from uh, subscribing iTunes. You can follow us on Acast or on Spotify or on Stitcher. And all the um, future shows will fall automatically into your inbox. So, Scott, thank you very much. Thank you. Adam, thank you. Thank you. Emma, gracias. Gracias. And always remember to keep your man of the post. 